every time. Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Poletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. It's the truth. We are here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. Our handle on the internet is trustthejourney.today, and that will get you to all of our different feeds. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts basically anywhere you can find a podcast and if you would like to support us you can do so by liking by sharing by subscribing subscribing's great give us reviews you can go on our website and you can scroll down and hit the donate on patreon button and you can send some money our way which really helps to keep this show going it's a huge way that you can support trust the journey and if you do so, we're going to include you in our private Facebook group, which is the Trust the Journey family. And it is an emotionally safe space where everybody can just be their true self and not have to worry about catching any flack about it on the Internet because we hold that container. We all hold it for each other. And it's a great practice that we all are part of. And we invite you to be part of that Trust the Journey family. And any donation of any level will get you into that group. Yeah, and and this is new. We are actually now officially looking for sponsors, for advertisers, for partners. It's time for us to go there. So we're just putting it into the intro that if you own a company or you know a brand that you think would be a fit for the Trust the Journey culture and message, reach out to us. You know, drop us a line, DM us on Instagram. Again, Jay mentioned it. It's trustthejourney.today. And uh, we'll see where we go. We've hit 100 plus episodes. We've been doing this for over three years. We're getting our legs. So it's time to start building some brand partnerships. So, yeah. And also, as always, we want to thank our editor, Kimberly Joy Voice. She has taken over the editing, the posting of the show for us. She's amazing. If you need help for podcast editing, services or audio services of any kind, hit her up at KimberlyJoyVoice.com. And uh, also, if you want to find Jay and myself individually on Instagram, he is at Jason underscore Maledsky on Instagram. And I am all my stuff is at MelanieCurtis.com. So yeah. Um, <laughs> what else, Jay? If you're looking for a keynote speaker, you got one right here. You can reach out to Melanie Curtis and she would love to come and share her perspective on life and this journey and be your speaker. So reach out if you want to get in touch with her. That's right. I forgot we were going to start sharing about what we're doing. So thank you for sharing. Yes, Jay's right. Like uh, I'm a keynote speaker. And if anybody needs one or has a company that needs some group facilitation, I can certainly do that. And Jay, he has another venture that he's been working on called Desert Soul Collective. And they're putting together incredible events that bring people together. I'm probably going to pitch it wrong, but I can just say that having been a part of one of them already, it's such a beautiful energy of love and connectedness and music and all of the things that you'd be hoping for, I think, when you attend a festival. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. AKA so we're the, catching the cap- up on our lives. <laughs> capital L, capital T, capital D, living the dream. Hashtag. It's a joke that we, we, we make a lot, right? Like we, we joke around with each other because the dream is phenomenal, right? Like it's the real thing. It's we actually like really love everything that we do, but it is just ironically ridiculous how just ironic it can be and how much of a struggle it truly can be. So what's your hashtag Mel? 
Hashtag LTD. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God, yeah, yeah, this has been a joke for so long. And it's true. It's the yin yang. It's it's so normal. LTD is just like anything else. But I think when people talk about, oh, living the dream, oh, traveling lifestyle, oh, all these things, there's so much good. There's I would never trade the lifestyle that I get to live and the things that I get to do. I am deeply grateful for the things I get to do. And I always like to balance that message with it's not some perfect thing. It's not without hardship. I mean, my flight got canceled on the way home. No joke. You can probably hear my my congestion. I actually I've two years made it without getting covid and I just got COVID. So I feel, luckily I feel pretty good. I definitely feel a little bit sick. I'm staying home. I'm doing all the things I'm sweating, you know? So, so, but obviously that kind of sucks. I wouldn't have chosen that, but it also was, I'm so grateful to have been able to do the giant demo that we did with Angel City on this last weekend. It was phenomenal. And in front of 20,000 people, we got to inspire so many people, but so many women and girls. We walked around the stadium, and I'm sure that's where I probably got it. You know, I saw a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was just wonderful to be able to see the s- smiles on these little girls' faces and take so many pictures and just get to really use skydiving as that vehicle for inspiration. So it's good. Life is good. I'm grateful. I'm definitely going to take care of myself. Please don't worry. I'll keep everyone posted on my recovery. I'm sure I'll get through this, though. I'm sure that you will. I just want to reflect a little bit on um, the power of women empowering themselves and taking the lead and getting out there. I was very fortunate to spend a number of years on the PD factory team with Jessica Edgington mm-hmm. and going to international level competitions with her. And even though she wasn't the always the very top finisher, she was the crowd favorite, mm-hmm. you know, and watching her make her way down the crowd line in a packed stadium at a world games where you're just absolutely packed and signing autographs and shaking hands and smiling and, and, you know, just that, that inspiration is just so huge. And I have these vivid memories of just seeing these little kids, these girls, and just how inspired they were like, what? I can do that. I can do that. You know, and they're just lit up by it. So I honor your efforts and your, energies and your team and just doing great work. And I'm was so I'm like cheerleading from this little valley that I'm in, in Norway going, go girls, yeah. go highlight. You know, I saw the demo go on. I'm like, yeah, do it. You know? Yeah. Well, and just for people who don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about highlight pro skydiving team, which is the team that I co-founded with Amy Shimalecki. And our, our mission is to inspire women and girls to live bold, brave lives of their own design. And that last phrase is matters, you know, like it doesn't mean you have to jump out of an airplane in front of 20,000 people to be brave. It could be having a conversation with someone that you've been avoiding. It could be trying therapy for the first time. It could be telling a joke, you know, it could be, I don't know, any number of things, big and small. And I think that's a really crucial part of that conversation. But if you want to see more of what we're doing, it's highlightskydiving.com. But yeah, uh, I'm just... Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Male allyship matters as well. It's important for men to get behind women and their efforts toward equality. Absolutely. We're all one being connected. And this idea of separation is something we've got to let go of. Like we're just all here walking each other home. It's all one great big journey together. So more connectiveness, more supporting each other, more being there for each other, less separatism, less individuality. Gotta be me. Let's just be here for each other. Yeah. 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 So what's going on in your world? I mean, I'll say I'm happy to say more about the demo and stuff like that, but that's the that's the loose update. That's the loose update. But let's hear from you first. Well, let's just pass the baton a little bit. Um, So jet lag 
my favorite thing about living the dream is just brutal, brutal jet lag. I absolutely hate traveling internationally because of how much it messes me up. I get where I'm going. I feel like a total zombie. I'm just a wreck. And it has just gotten worse and worse my whole life. And I don't know if it's because of all the nights I didn't sleep or all the travel that I've times I've gone around the world and just messed up my circadian rhythms. But nowadays I land in Norway right now. Hello from Norway. (laughs) And I land here and I'm just like, I'm so sideways. I couldn't think of doing anything for like at least 36 hours. I'm like, I'm just going to fight my way to wherever I can lay down and sleep. And then I'll get up at two 30 in the morning and be really hungry. Yeah. It's so, so true. Oh I'm, my God. The couple of times I traveled to Finland, hashtag LTD back in the day doing some load organizing. It was the worst uh, jet lag I've ever experienced going that number of hours, that direction. Holy crap. Yeah. So uh, this is one of my, like, uh, what am I, I'm, like, I'm not complaining, not even one second, you yeah. know, I'm no. just, it's just observing part of it. my, it's just ex- part of it. observing the experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm so grateful to be here uh, pursuing a day-to-day lifestyle that feels healthy, it feels soul-filling, it feels restful yeah. and intense Mm -hmm. at the same time where I work, I work really hard while I'm here today. I hiked for an hour and 10 minutes at the hardest pace I can possibly hike at. And then I've got a jump and a pack job and I spend three hours or four hours coaching some new jumpers. Uh, I'm working with some old jumpers who's coming back into the sport after 30 years. And so getting to be that connective person who can, you know, help to help, help our other people along the same path that I've been on for such a long time. And here when the rain, when it pours rain, I rest. And when it's nice, I go hike and get to jump. You know, I think I'm just full of gratitude. Yeah, me too. I mean, think about it back in, in the earlier, in our earlier days. I don't know if you had this experience, but in effect, the whole hashtag LTD live in the dream thing is a departure from the traditional path because we are not given messages that say, I mean, more and more now, more and more now we hear digital nomads and and certainly with the advent of remote work, that's started to become a thing. And now with certainly with COVID in the last two years of of more full on remote work, there are so many other people that are getting access to a lifestyle that we sort of were experimenting with years ago. I'm not saying that like, oh, we're so cool. I'm more suggesting at any point in our path, in our career trajectory or our life choice trajectory, it behooves us to to question and challenge what we have been told or fed as to what's possible relative to lifestyle. You know, where can we make money? Who will pay us for what? What is a service I can offer that's of value to somebody who would be paying me? Uh, What, how can I deliver that work? Does it need my physical presence? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Like I got a lot of keynote speakers that I work with in us in my entrepreneurial world outside of the skydiving world. One of them gave a talk today that actually listened in on earlier and was talking about how at, at the beginning of COVID, of course, all of their speaking gigs in-person speaking gigs got canceled, of course, and how they were immediately terrified going, oh, fucking A, I'm not going to have any money. I'm going to be destitute, whatever, all the scarcity fear that would come in only to then realize that she actually made more money doing so many virtual speaking gigs, you know, and I'm not suggesting that all the speaking gigs need to be virtual. I'm more suggesting that challenging of what we think is actually possible for us in career life or whatever. Yeah. And it's, I I have to say that my whole life has been one of these things where like, I'm just going to go after whatever it feels right. And whether or not I have like a solid ground to walk on, like, oh, this is for sure going to work out has been a absolute no. I have no (laughs) idea whether it's going to work out or not, you know, but I know that I'll 
I'll have an adventure in the meantime, you know, I'll learn something. Yeah. I'll, I'll grow as a result of it. And some, and we definitely grow in experiential ways where I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that again. I didn't really like the way that turned out or, oh, that one turned out great. I want to do more of these. These are, these are whatever example we're talking about, you know, and I'm, I'm really grateful to have gained the life experience that I have at this point. And I'm really excited yeah. about what the next chapter looks like because there's this, I really feel the big pivot in my life happening with what I've spent the last 25 years doing and what I plan to do with the next 25. And yeah. that's, uh, well, you know, the same, that same uncharted path. You know? I love that you're bringing that up because it's, it juxtaposes a conversation I had with a friend actually just yesterday about, and that this particular friend was having a challenge being like, um, I'm 50 plus years old. I, it, and having the question of like, is this it? Like, is this all, is this what my life is? Is this all I'm going to do? No, like no legacy, no this, no that. Like, and really having that contemplative reckoning with, oh my God, I don't have a lot of time left, you know, and I'm 44 and even I've had those types of, and I'm doing a lot of purposeful work. I'm doing a ton of shit that I'm really called toward my coaching work. The, again, the, the speaking and stuff like all that feels the, the, all of it feels purposeful to me. And even still, I have questions like, is this, is this, should I be doing this? Like, is this right? Like, not like bad, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing the work I'm doing, but more in the recognition of, oh, dang, there's a finite amount of time left in my life. I got to make sure I'm spending that time well. So I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like it juxtaposes what you just shared quite nicely. And it's a, kind of like a kicking a kicking block like you would use like a starting block right like it's something to like push off of Mm -hmm. so like launch in in a direction you know I felt that exact same thing where I look at where I am in my life and I think about what I've done already and I think about how ridiculous it all seems <laughs> and it's just seems completely ridiculous and I go okay well what can I possibly do with the rest of this journey that I have ahead of me and I I want to enjoy it as much as possible like I want to do the things that allow me on a day-to-day basis feel fulfilled and feel like the work that I'm doing has value to it and so Right now, I'm working on me. You know, I'm, I'm specifically like taking time to work on me, create mental and physical and time and space that dedicates towards my needs mm. so that I can be whole enough to point, my, like to tip myself in the direction towards new goals. So, what I mean by that is, by choosing a location and a lifestyle that means that I'm exercising aggressively and that I'm resting aggressively. I like that term. That feels really nice. <laughs> aggressive rest, resting rest. aggressively. Like, <laughs> hey, resting. Resting right now. Aggressive resting. Aggressively resting. Like, don't disturb my rest. I'm resting. Exactly. So, so this, by creating this space for myself to just pull back on all the busyness like I've been so busy 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 just doing all this stuff and man I've had so much like I could just complain about all this stuff that I've done or been doing but I've made I've made that bed for myself like I made the list of things I need to do because this is my life or the jobs I've taken or the people that I choose to engage with or the projects or the whatever so by winding down on those intensity knobs, you know, all those different areas and pulling back on the volume and the activity and all those things and going, yeah, I'm not really that busy. I'm going to be a lot less busy and focus on one or two key things right now for a while. That feels really good because I definitely had the dials turned up too high for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it can happen. You know, I mean, it's funny. The demo is a great example 
and I say the demo and I'm talking about the demo we just did with Angel City Football Club, which is the women's NWSL National Women's Soccer League team in Los Angeles. They are a new team. It's their inaugural season and they're just full. They're just amazingly doing amazing work for women, for pay equity, for community building, for racial equality. Like basically they're a stand for all kinds of inclusion on all levels. And that's really exciting for us to partner with them. They have like Natalie Portman is one of their founders. Julie, Julie Ehrman is the CEO, also founder. This uh, Karen Ortman is a, a venture capitalist who also found it. And they have a lot of celebrity power behind them. like Serena Williams, Billie Jean King, Abby Wambach. And so it's not that, oh, yay, celebrities, but more that there's power in their organization and it is connected to good work. So anyway, it's taken a couple of years to nurture that relationship. And it's it's taken a couple of years of visioning that we would do that jump, that we would partner with them and have something that came to fruition like it did. And so leading up to the actual doing of it, there's so much more that goes into it, communicating with the stadium and what's the actual branding that they want. We're going to wear our jerseys. Oh, with this streamer and this, and it seems very like maybe not a whole lot would go into it, but so much, so much more goes into it than meets the eye. And Eight million things happen leading up to a demonstration jump, in my experience, that make it seem like it's not going to happen, whether it's they are too busy or this isn't the game or we're going to do this game instead, or whether it's hovering in a helicopter at 1600 feet and ATC says you aren't maybe won't be able to get 5000 feet. Okay, fine. We're ready for a two five pass. If we need to, we have all the approvals. We have all the the waivers, safety waivers and everything in place. all in within the rules we're seven minutes out from jumping and this is a timed jump where we have to go on time otherwise we can't jump and at seven minutes out we get a call from atc in the helicopter and they say great cool we'll get back to you in five minutes (laughs) as as commercial jets are flying close over top you know so it's just those types of things where that's a singular example, but there's a, a ton of those little things that could happen. And you basically, at least for me, you rigorously surrender to the things you can't control. Like when they said, I'll get back to you in five minutes and we're at, we're maybe going to get to five. I'm just like, that's okay. All right. That's, that's is, it will be what it will be. We'll get it or we won't. We'll exit on time or we won't. I, there's nothing, literally nothing I can do about that. And then the things that you can control and that you can impact, for me, I am relentless on those things. Like, I am relentless on those things. And that is very empowering. It's a very empowering way to be because you you then realize, oh, I give into the trusting of the universe and I have power to bring an energy, an intention, a purpose to how I'm showing up in trying to make this happen and trying to create the best optimal win-win for everyone involved. And so when there's that energy, you cannot lose. Like even if we weren't able to do the demo, we would have done it. We would do a demo some other time because the relationship was strong. It was built in a quality way, in a win-win energy. Anyway, I could go on and on, but I'm just like... I'm very happy that it happened and it doesn't surprise me that now I'm a little bit sick (laughs) because it was like intense, but that's part of what I choose in this lifestyle. I love you, Mel. You're (laughs) just a force to be reckoned with. You know, the ball (laughs) of light energy is true. It's like, I'm going to do the things I can do. (laughs) Hashtag relentless. Yes. Thank you, my friend. I, yeah, very much so. I just started base jumping again since um, I had I, the last base jump I went on before arriving here in Norway was with Jimmy yeah. when, he, when he went in mm-hmm. and I didn't jump on that one. Um, I had to walk down. So coming out here was a, a decision that happened in the middle of the night. I woke up in the middle of the night sometime in like February and I had this impulse of like knowing 
that I just needed to pick up the phone and give a call and say, hey, I'm going to come hang out and spend some time out here. And that choosing to control the things that I can and acting in the ways like letting go of the things that I can't control and recognizing what I can and can't. And that's really a big piece of what I'm here doing as well. So I've chosen to come here and jump here and spend my time here because I feel really good about this place as far as it's, it's just as dangerous as ever, you know, like I'd, it's still jumping off a cliff, but I do have a structure here where I have a guy in a boat who has a radio, who's watching me, who's actually his job is to be safety boat driver. Yeah. And he's got a cell phone and it's a first world country and there's a some, you know, rescue kit there and there's a helicopter six minutes away if anything goes wrong. And it's in a very controlled environment. This is almost like a drop zone, yeah. right? It's as close to a drop zone as you're going to get for skydiving. And I have options like landing in the water if anything goes wrong. I pretty much always pull over the water. So if Mm. I had a pull problem of any kind, I would also end up in the water. So there's a lot of things that I put in my favor by coming here if I'm going to continue base jumping. And yeah, I have to be honest with you. You know, watching one of my lifelong friends go in a little while ago makes me go, God damn it, do I want to keep doing this? You know, like, do I really, is this, am I going to keep putting myself up on the chopping block here and just wait until it's my turn for the guillotine game to take me out? You Mm -hmm. know, and the fact of the matter is I don't believe in uh, the, the more, the mortal soul. I believe in the immortal, Mm -hmm. immortal Mm -hmm. soul. And I'm not so concerned about being attached to this journey you know because this journey is absolutely 100% going to end it is going to end in the meantime I want to have the most fun and the best time I possibly can I want to be as healthy as happy and as free and as able to be me as I possibly can and part of who me is is a guy that likes jumping off cliffs yeah so I'm going to try to do that in a way that allows me to control as much of the out of controlness that is involved in that. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm here. And yeah. it's really interesting to hear you kind of touch on those same points. You know, I just went through a really powerful life experience of hosting uh, Vegas Sky Family Future Vision family sky family reunion in las vegas and it's the last one of its series and it's something was hosted by marta and jimmy since 2014 and the only reason i hosted is because jimmy passed on and i needed to be the guy to step up and take the leadership role there and that was uh you know big boots to fill and a whole lot of people there and a a lot of expectations and there's a lot that we wanted to do like we want to do our best job like we want to do our best possible job that we can do and everybody involved is like i want to give everything and and i did had delivered like a eulogy you know and i haven't even been to a celebration of life since my mom died yeah like there's been only once or twice where I've been on the drop zone when there's the celebration of life happening and I've been there to participate, but I haven't been with somebody close in pretty much my whole life. So not just to go to a big gathering that's specifically around that, but actually to step up and, you know, to say some words in you know, their behalf was a pretty big deal. And I found myself pretty freaking wiped out afterwards. Oh, I bet. Smoked. It's a, it's- such an interesting by the way it was beautiful I was there uh, family that's what I was talking about when I mentioned the beginning it was beautiful it was beautifully done on every level and and I'm not just being nice to you I it really you could feel the the love the energy the connectedness of of everyone there and you're sharing also I have to acknowledge that is so so hard and so scary at least it was for me I've mentioned this before a long time ago but same thing when Jonathan passed I was like there's nothing how could I ever say say excuse me what would do my friend justice Uh, and I'm also freaking the fuck out because I can't I don't want to do anything but the optimal justice to my amazing friends. So I can only imagine how you were feeling leading the entire event 
and having to speak and being at an event like that for the first time since your mom, like that's a, that's a lot to bear. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it was, I definitely play, I mean, for anybody who and you just want to know what it's like, I just pretended it wasn't happening. Like yeah. I kept yeah. that like kind of pretensies. Like I, I worked, I remembered that what needed to be said and worked on some of the script, but tried not to overthink it or like make it too structured and read yeah. off a sheet of paper, like just key bullet points that needed to be touched on. But then also just... There's something I've learned through my journey to this point, and that is this thing in front of me, the microphone. It's not, not it's not there. And just pretend it's not there and just talk to you. Yeah. The one person who's exactly. right in front of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I try to just do that. I, I learned this a long time ago with how terrified I was to get up on stage or to public speak. And I've had full on panic attacks yeah. of like, can't talk, shaking, like terrified. So, um, you know, getting up on a podium or getting up to perform or to like, you know, to speak or any of these things, it's, there's a lot. So I just try to look down and see one person I know that I know and that I connect with and feel that other person looking back and make it a, just a, it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, you know. It's yeah. such a, it's such a smart perspective to take to that. It helps you. And it's like, it doesn't even matter that that's the perspective in the sense that you're still standing in front of everyone. You're still actually speaking to everyone. You know what I mean? So like the contribution to the collective is still made. So check this out. I got home from that event and I was exhausted and had a trailer loaded with equipment and it was just smoked. I literally just hit the couch and like didn't get off the couch for, I think like 36 hours or something. And Smart. I, yeah, I was just, it's just done. And then I think I had about 20 days before my trip to Norway was planned. And in the meantime, I got evicted. What? I got evicted. You like, did? But like, I just get this notice like, oh, guess what? what? You also have to move out of your place and figure out where all your stuff's going to go <laughs> in the next three weeks that you have a ton of stuff to what? do. And your what happened? <laughs> my landlord decided that they wanted the house back. Oh, my God. And served us papers. Yeah. There you go. Adventures continue. Yeah. yeah. So just keeping on the light side of that, it was fun to take on the challenge. Like, you know, when you just got to like, this is, this is fine. Yeah. This is and fine. The, and it's the burning building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is fine. But I love those memes with the dogs. It's like, this is fine. <laughs> well, I love that. So are you back in your van? Well, I'm, my van is in the shop right now getting a very serious amount of work done to it. So because it wasn't ready to be needed some attention. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to be back in my van. But in the meantime, I end up with like a $10,000 bill to fix the thing. Oh, no. And yeah. And it's like perfect timing, you know. Perfect so timing. It's great. This Thank you. Fine. I'm so excited. This is fine. This is fine. Anybody wants yeah. to donate on Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, gosh, it's so yeah. fascinating. All It's all part of it. Life is so weird. I love that you're in Norway, though. I love that you opted to go there and refuel your soul. Like, there's no doubt that will energetically reset you and send you in a in the I mean, again, there's no wrong direction, but you know what I mean? Like, kind of reset you and send Very you in, in positive directions after this. So I actually snapped a screenshot of this because when I was chatting with a friend and the word came up and I had to take note of it because I have noted that life just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Like it just continually gets weirder. And I think that this is like kind of happening on purpose. And there's a description I looked on dictionary and it said the definition of weird is involving or suggesting the supernatural. Oh. Unearthly or uncanny. Really? A weird sound or weird lights. And that the archaic version is concerned with or controlling fate or destiny. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I found it very, I was like, oh, I want to get weird now. All Definitely of a sudden, I'm like, weird. I, now I'm like, yeah. I'm 100% the weirder, weird. The better. <laughs> right. And the other definition, noun, noun definition number four, fate or destiny. What? How did I not know That's this? That's the definition. Noun, fate or destiny, weird, one of the fates. I have no idea how I didn't know this. I thought weird the language meant, is so fun. meant like just quirky, strange, peculiar. Unusual. Yeah, unusual. Yeah, yeah which is all, yeah. I I think those are all positive terms too. Interesting. They are also in the descriptions, but some, I mean, some of the descriptions for the word weird is your fate. Wow. The weird. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, dictionary. Thank you. I feel better now. <laughs> What a weird life. <laughs> right? Yes. I don't even know what else. I'm just sitting here sweating. <laughs> you want, a, so you want an you update? Have COVID right Hashtag now. LTD. I put yeah. on my mom's pearls because I'm like, this will bring me good energy for the Trust the Journey recording. Oh. I'm just, I'm also so lucky because I got through this big thing and I had a whole week of pretty much pretty chill days. My weekend's wide open. I'm like, I have my, I have some calls and clients and stuff, but I pretty much have space to rest and recover. Like, thank you universe for not giving me COVID until after the demo. Like I'm, I'm really grateful because that would have sucked to not get to do it and see it through, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I, don't know. Uh, I was listening to you describe and I'm like, I'm so glad you got it after. Me too. I know how big of a deal it was for you Me guys. Me too. You know? yeah. I mean, it, it will be what it will be. I'm just grateful. I'm just, I'm so grateful. And more to come. Certainly like anything else, every, more will build from what we've just done. Just as more builds, you know, it's, it's just how it goes for growth minded folks. You know, we just were interested in growing and building. And but I, I think there is something to be said for the pathological version of that, which I absolutely can slip into if I am not careful. So like on top of the growing and building, I think there absolutely also needs to be the being, you know, the being present, the being still, the slowing down. I think oftentimes illness comes in to force that. So again, I'm not really surprised that I've been sort of been, I've been made sick as it were, even though I think I'm sure I'll recover. I'm doing all the right things, like I said, but it's more like even pre COVID non COVID times, this would happen to me where I would push a bit, little bit too hard, not sleep enough right? My flight was canceled. I didn't, I got like an hour sleep before my 5am flight. And just, you know, I was very excited. It was so hard for me to go to sleep, which is understandable. So it's all logical. It's all understandable. And yet it's something to note about like, okay, this is part of hashtag live in the dream is this type of pattern, at least for me, is that there's a big, big, like go and do a big thing, go participate in a big way, go have a big event, da, 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 da. And then you have a bit of a crash, whether it's a dopamine drop, which actually I haven't experienced really at all. I'm getting more and more, I don't know. I feel like I'm more and more veteran with these big things now so that the dopamine drop is less because I recognize that even after a big giant thing, you just keep going. You know, you celebrate and you keep going. So it's like and when you're purposeful in your work and stuff like that, I feel like that's where the majority of the fulfillment is derived is from the actual journey, you know, like ha 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 trust the journey. But we've had this talk about peak performance and peak experiences and knowing that those aren't actually where the fulfillment is per se, but in the that's part of the whole of the journey of doing what we're doing and creating the impact that we're creating. So yeah, more just watching that pattern for myself. And it's again, had I gotten sleep, maybe I wouldn't have picked this up. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I'm going to completely reiterate exactly what you said. I've 
had the same journey. I heard you describe it and I'm like, yep, that's living the dream mm-hmm. right there. You're pushing yourself and pushing yourself and going out chasing after all these, you know, these things that we want to accomplish with the time that we have while we're here. And then inevitably there's a burnout or a crash or a need, just a simple need to rest afterwards. Yep. And when we tend to be, you know, for people who push really hard, we tend to push a little past what's actually healthy for our bodies. And I very much have the same experience. And I've also been doing the same thing that you're talking about. And I highly recommend this for any of our listeners. I am not a medical doctor, but you can just pay attention to your own mood and say, I'm what I'm doing. Here's my version of it is when I'm hiking every day or when I'm doing my grindy work, like last night until midnight, I was working on QuickBooks. Yay. (laughs) Like sucky. Hashtag LTD. (laughs) Right. I'm like exhausted. My eyes turned sideways where I couldn't see the screen anymore. And I'm like, I've got to get this accounting work done so that the business taxes can be done because we already got our extension and we're late, you know, and and I'm freaking tired. And this and I go, this is the good part. This is it. This is this is and take a second and just kind of just straight up lie to myself. Just take a second, straight up lie to myself, but then relish in how challenging it is. And that is truth. That's not a lie. Like this is hard. And the hard part is the good part. And I learned this through life experience and had it reaffirmed to me by listening to the Huberman podcast and his uh, dissertation on how the dopamine system works and recognizing that the challenging parts in between the dips and the mountains is really the part to relish in and and savor and it's not just trust the journey but savor the journey like really go yeah this is the best part right now it's like the best part of the burger the best part of the sandwich like the part that you would save you know where you're like oh that's the best part to save that part yeah that last (laughs) bite like that's like that's like the shit part in between if we convince ourselves of that and we actually believe it and we take away the value of like, oh, that summit experience or that jump when I'm on my daily, like jumping down from the mountain. Yeah. Okay. It's great. It's super fun. Woo. Mm-hmm. But I'm diminishing its total value relative to the hike. The hike is why I'm Absolutely. here. Absolutely. The hike is, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the grind. And then I get the elevator to come back down. Absolutely. So. <clears throat> yeah. What I didn't say or speak to at greater length. And I, again, I've probably said this before, but doing it with my teammates. Like I have the best freaking teammates. O M F G. Like I, it is wildly more fulfilling to be sitting in a helicopter at 1600 feet, waiting for the call from ATC, looking over at your fucking people. Like that is really what's up is that sharing that working together, that coming together to create something big and impactful, coupled with the actual impact and the connection that you make both as teammates and as people with those that you're aiming to touch. Yeah, I relish the the Vegas event was a great example of that. Just all this um, everybody working remotely right? Everybody's remote and everybody's spread all over the country, all over the world and it all coming together. And we had a timeline. So just for perspective, for those of you listening, we get access to the venue at 9 a.m. And we have about three and a half hours to do the full setup till about 1, 1 p.m. And then we, the venue closes and then we have the full event starting at like 8 p.m. and it runs all night. And then the teardown the next day goes from noon to three. So we have three hours to set everything up and three hours to take everything down. And that's people coming in from cities that are 12 hours in either direction, bringing equipment and, you know, that's all choreographed to work together and all these teams that have pre-planned and pre-assigned everything and, and the workflows have been rehearsed and done rehearsal setups on stuff in remote locations and then everybody choreographing it and then coming in and executing and and there's nothing better than like that like really affirm like affirmative 
Hell yeah. Yeah. From you get from a teammate who's crushing it and executing. You look over and go, how's, how's this team doing over here? How's everybody doing? Like, we got this. We're ex- we got it. Go over to the next team. How's this doing? We got this. Exactly. We're, we're on it. You exactly. Know? It's, it's like, for example, on this demo, Amy was the main ground crew. She was the ground crew lead. That is a job that is, I would contest way harder than being a jumper because she has to make the safety call for her people, people that she loves, knowing that they're very, very capable and yet not wanting to put them in a scenario, but also really not being able to control it. Once we exit something, who knows, the wind could get weird and and oh, my God. But yeah, oh, that is such a tough job. And that's another version of knowing, again, sitting in that helicopter, knowing that the people you have on the ground Absolutely. You trust just as much as you trust those people sitting next to you. It's such an amazing team experience. And I, I want to share more and more about the behind the scenes of the highlight work that we're doing, because I think there's so much inspiration and so much insight and education people can glean from knowing what actually goes into it versus just the, again, peak moment that is the a big part of it but there's so much more that i think people could be inspired by and resonate with and also see themselves in such that they could go wow maybe that could be me whether it's oh i'm gonna create a team and create an event company called desert soul collective or i'm gonna start a skydiving team that's purpose-driven called highlight or whether i'm gonna whatever anything yeah I think about my journey through the competitive years of my life, and I can't say that I really particularly enjoyed competition. Right. Having been to over 100 of them, I think I went to like 130 <sighs> in total. I never really, like there's moments when it's enjoyable, but mostly it's just stressful. It's just stressful. Like it's really stressful. So stressful. It's, <laughs> it's so not fun. You're just like... Totally. Okay, so pick whatever you're best at in in your life, whatever your favorite thing to do is, whether it's playing the piano or or getting in your flow state while you're running or being with your kids, whatever that thing is that you you just you drop in and you do it without thinking about it. And then be told to do it on a timer, but don't do it yet. Wait, 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 hold on. Don't do that. Okay, do it now. <laughs> What? That is so awesome. (laughs) No, 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 stop. Stop. Okay, do it now. Hold. hold. (laughs) No, you got to hold for a little bit. You got to go around. Like, what? So funny. Okay, okay. It's so funny. So So true. What I loved in that for the, you know, 15 years of my life that I was dedicated to being a champion pilot. I only really, really enjoyed training. And then a lot of the time I didn't even enjoy that too. Mm-hmm. It was really rough. It was really Isn't that rough. insane? But it's like type two fun. It's only fun yeah. after it's over. Yeah. I did. I did enjoy the grind a lot though. Mm-hmm. I have to say like, I like hustling. Cool. I like being under the, the, like, I gotta get, gotta, gotta, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, I like that. The challenge. I don't know if that comes from the hunter gatherer kind of parts of us of like, I just enjoy the hunt, you know, I like the intensity of things and the rigor of the effort of hard things because I feel connected to, I know that this is what delivers me more. I can't access what I'm actually after in terms of fulfillment or aliveness without going here. This is very, very parallel in ceremony for me, where the rigor of ceremony equates, for me it has, equates that that release, that healing, that purging, that expulsion, that, that growth. And I feel like it's very parallel in these big events, in these big things, is that, yeah, it took two years. It took two years for that for that jump to happen and for that partnership to build. And so, yeah, there was a lot of work over two years. There was a lot of stress over the last six months, you know, and I didn't love all that stress. No, not at all. But it it was it's worth it. It was worth it. It also begs the question of 
how can I continue to cut that stress down? Because I don't necessarily want a stressful life experience. I don't mind doing hard things, but I don't think it needs to be stressful the way that I'm thinking about it and describing it. I think that I can still very much get better at accepting the journey and the rigor without actually being that daunted by it, if that makes sense. So I'm thinking about the phrase that you get back what you put in yeah. kind of thing. You get back out what you put in. And if you put in a bunch of stress, you probably get back a bunch of stress, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so there's, there's definitely something to be said for the more effort and the more energy and the time and dedication that you put towards something, the more value it reaps as a reward. But it does need to have that kind of tuning fork involved in what is the energy that we're putting in here. Yeah. And I think that that's a really big piece of, and we're, we're kind of vibing the same way here. I'm really feeling that as I move into these next phases of my life that I don't really want things that are stressful. Actually, I'm very clear. I know for sure that I don't really want stressful things. I want to do hard things, but I want to make them fun. I don't want to work with people that are going to make fun things into stressful mm-hmm. things, you know, uh, because they don't need to be that yeah. way. And we can do them in a fun way where they yeah, they might be really hard, yeah. uh, but they can still be done with a smile and, For sure. and really like just enjoying that challenge. Yeah. And I work to, I try to be that, you know, and I recognize when I'm not there, you know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of bringing stress to this. I'm, I'm, I'm withdrawing, you know, I can feel it. I'm aware. My self-awareness is high. So that's a good thing. Uh, in the, in the sense that you can work with it when you know, what's, when you feel it and know it. Um, it's also in my experience, a consistent, consistent, rigorous practice of detaching from the outcome, just consistently and rigorously always when the stress comes in, I'm clearly attached to some part of the outcome. And I just need to constantly bring myself back to what is the win-win? What can I do here or not do? Maybe what I need to quote do is be patient Right. Sometimes that's the action item is to sit and do nothing. Um, Obviously, discerning what the right quote unquote action is right and wrong, right. Hash. I don't know all those things. But yeah, that's that's what I do, too, is I consistently roll myself back and go, Okay, I'm stressed out. What am I attached to? How can I bring back the the surrendered energy and the win win energy? And be at peace with however this goes. So I was talking to Shannon the other Mm -hmm. day, uh, our our fellow friend, and I was chatting with her about meditation practice and something that I've been working on for a long time with a particular style of meditation. And it's never really, I've never really got it. Like I hear the coach say, try this, you know, and like he snaps his fingers and he's like, try and just arrive. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, I'm doing my, I'm, Sam Harris. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to like just arrive and I don't get it. And what happened was I found my, I caught myself, my mind veered off onto a stress story, mm. right? I started telling myself, a story about a stressor and there I am just chasing down this line item that is this person and this thing and that thing and rah, 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 rah. Yep. and I went and I snapped out of it and I went oh I snapped out of it I snapped out of this story that I'm telling myself about how I need to be stressed about this thing that I'm thinking about and I stopped thinking about it and it just went poof and disappeared. And I'm like, Oh, I got it. I made it happen. I figured out I know how it works now. And I was so happy inside of my journey because I'm like, Oh, 
I now I understand what he's been getting at is I've been on this narrative about whatever that's fucking this and thick and that and yeah and and I just go and it's basically like I don't know if you've ever seen the old tube TVs and they go Shoo, yeah they like zip down to a point <laughs> yes. right there's just a point of light and that's what I felt like I was like I just turned off all the all the story just kind of like I was like turn the volume all the way down yeah. and now it's just quiet and I'm like oh here I am without that story that I was telling myself inside my head that wasn't actually going on in this room. They're not, there's nobody else here right now by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, there's nobody else here I'm by myself. I'm, I'm really by myself, but that was quite a story that was rattling on inside my brain. And I don't need to be doing that at all yeah. while I can be enjoying this five minutes of peace called life. Yeah. That is really just peaceful if we let it be. Uh, yeah. I mean, the arriving, the like, just arrive for me it how I have been able to access that is and it's not like I always can but it is very much connected to my body where I feel I go almost right away to the the boundaries of my body dissolving where I immediately just go to the energetic feeling of my body and it it right away dissolves those edges and it it doesn't immediately make me feel big or or expansive but it does help me immediately arrive in the present it's interesting I've started meditating um, almost three times a day now. Wow. Typically meditate first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening. <sighs> and I do lay down because I wake up and I just start meditating while I'm laying down. Yeah, me too. And and by the way, I haven't I, been meditating recently. I'm just going to be honest with the fam. I've been off my meditation game. Go ahead. So I've, I've been including a nap instead of a, like when I start to feel a little faded I just stop and go lay down and start a guided meditation and I focus on the meditation and I probably don't actually nap most of the time. I may kind of like reduce the level of consciousness that's occurring, but I'm really enjoying how just taking a 10 or 20 minute pause and just like recentering myself because my narrative and my body, my physical state, especially when I was getting evicted, it was freaking stressful because oh, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I have to, I, I was working so hard to like pack up all my stuff, move all my things, work on the van, deal with all the stuff, loose ends that need tying up and trying to just the cog, like cognitive bandwidth to be able to manage the decision making that has to happen in such a short time was just so much pressure I would just stop and just pull the power plug for a second and just lay down and just take 20 minutes to just be silent and just listen to the narrative start and just go oh no and let it go and and that one starts and then let it go And and that just that 15 minutes to just focus on that has made such a huge difference in how much more at peace I feel as a result. Yeah. I'm so grateful for this practice. So I think that is a perfect yeah. place to end our catching up. And I can go and do that right after we end. I'll go and meditate. I'm putting my word into the family right now. I will meditate once my file is uploaded. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, thank thank you for meditating, and we forgive you for what you said before you meditated. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, family, thank you all for being here. Thank you for the love and energy. As we said in the beginning, there's lots of ways you can engage us. Trustthejourney.today is our website. You can find the Patreon button there. That gets you into the Trust the Journey family. KimberlyJoyVoice.com for podcast editing. MelanieCurtis.com for me. Jason underscore Maledsky on Instagram for Jay. And more. But we just are, again, thank you for being here, for listening. If, if this resonates or any episode resonates, 
please share it with someone. You know, you don't need to sign up for anything or any, but just sharing with people that you think this conversation might help goes a long, long way to helping further our mission of really trying to impact and help more people in the world to find healing in their own path and feel less alone on that path. So Jay, my friend, anything else? Uh, If you would like to be a supporter of the show, Patreon is where it's at. We really do appreciate everybody who's there. And if you uh, would like to become a bigger supporter and become an advertiser or a sponsor of the show, or you know somebody else who you feel is values aligned with who we are, because that's very important to us. We're only going to partner with people who are values aligned. Yeah. So we're looking for values aligned partners. Absolutely. So, yeah. Come on, universe. That's for real. We welcome you. We will only choose people. I mean, this is very, I just to speak very quickly to this, like Tim Ferriss is a great example. Some like I would call him a mentor for me and us and podcasting because he does such good work. The advertisers that he chooses is a big deal. He actually went to a subscription model for a very short period of time. I actually bought into it because I love him, love his work because I, and I wanted to support him. It was like 10 bucks a month or something like that. And he very quickly, his fan base came back to him and said, no, we want you to have advertisers because that helps us know what to to buy, what to get into, what to look into. And uh, that's a big deal. So that's the way that we want to approach advertisers as well so that you know that the trust of our word and our integrity is behind who you might hear on this show. This has been something that's been my life with being a sponsored athlete. I've never once partnered with a a company or an organization or any type of group that I didn't feel had the best interest of the end user, customer, family in mind. A hundred percent. That's what's most important. A hundred. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Well, on that note, my friends, thank you again. We love you so much. And yeah, that's it. We love you. We love you.